this is In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr., praying that you're having a lovely day wherever you are. I pray that you're safe. I pray that everything is working in your favor. And I pray that you're doing it to uphold God's kingdom. Um, no matter what's going on, no matter where you are in your life, the Lord is still here. The Lord's going to work it out. Be comforted and have faith in knowing that. All right, so let's get started with our morning scripture, Daniel 2, verse 21, Daniel 2, 21, reads as follows. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Amen. And we're definitely in a fall season here at In The Moment, as I'm sure you Got a glimpse of our background here. Recently got that through good old Amazon. Nice little backdrop there to recognize the new season that we're in. And so I hope you uh, take it in and enjoy it. <laughs> so uh, let's keep it moving here. We want to pray for those affected by the hurricane. As you know, Hurricane Ian went through Puerto Rico, went through Florida, and uh, went back out to the ocean, came back in to the East Coast and did a lot of damage as well. So we got a lot of folks displaced. We got a lot of folks going through some hard times right now. So if you can help, please do. If God has given you the opportunity to give in your locality, please do. If you have been given the opportunity to reach out to those affected in your area, you might be still there, please do. Uh, the kingdom needs you right now as the world needs a biblical response from its believers to help out where needed. So, but right now for us here at the end of the moment, we're gonna pray for all those affected. And I pray that you pray with us at this time. So let us do so. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for your many blessings, thanking you for just the ability to come to you right now in the need of prayer, Father. Lord, there are so many people right now displaced by the weather, displaced by this hurricane that's come through and has done a lot of damage. Uh, we trust in you, Lord, that you will make a way out of no way for many people. As always with these hurricanes, some folks lose some, some folks lose none, some folks lose all. But we know, Lord, that we're still here. They're still here. And yes, they may have lost some material items, but we do know and trust in you in knowing that those can be replaced. Yes, some photos may be missing, but a life cannot be replaced. So we thank you, Lord, for those who are behind looking at the damage that was caused. And I pray that you give, that you give them the mercy they need to get started again and get started anew. Lord, we, um, we pray to look at this from a standpoint of new beginnings, from horrible consequences, at least from the earthly standpoint. But we know that through all things you are there, through the pain, through the sorrow, through those who are no longer with us who may have been taken away in the waters. We pray for those families as well. We want to reach out to all of those who are affected by this hurricane. In whatever capacity, we want to reach out to them and let them know that the Lord is still here and the Lord will respond in accordance to your walk with him, in accordance to where you are in your season of life with the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Lord, we ask you to just give them a brief moment of comfort in this prayer. And we pray that it reaches all of those affected. May they remember and be trusted in understanding that God is going to get them through. These and all things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. 
We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your cash app, dollar sign, your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. And now, today's message. Our topic today is God's new thing. And we're coming from Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 reads as follows. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for making a way out of no way. Now, Lord, we ask you to bless us with your word. Help us understand a little bit of what's going on in this text today so that we may apply it to our lives and give you the glory through our lives for the glory of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We have been on this journey of understanding seasons, uh, it seems like for the past couple of weeks. Not that I had designed it that way. That's the Lord just sending messages. And I sat in the office this week, uh, just reflecting on the week that I've had in my own house, um, dealing in this new season that we're in. It's the fall season, so you see the backdrop, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're trying to match that season. They give an example of what it's like to enter truly into a new season of everything. So we're kind of getting fall festive around here, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, but nonetheless, though, um, with my both of my children in college and me and the wife here at the house, so, you know, just um, taking it all in and decorating and things of that nature, doing some new things. You know, our topic today is God's new thing, and when we think about that, God wants us to move forward. Because he has more waiting. Did you, have you ever considered that, that God may be getting you to move in a direction that you may not have been ready to move in or let alone found the reason to move in? Because he has more waiting for you out there, but you got to be moving in that direction. God needs us to move forward because he's moving uh, in us, in, in us a, a, a spirit, the Holy Spirit, to continuously grow us and bless us at the same time. Because moving forward is one of the conditions of your claim to faith. If you're going to move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ, then you're displaying the facts of everything surrounding his birth, death, and resurrection. It begins with moving forward in that faith, responding to that faith that we have in what has been done for us. Faith that he will never forsake us. Faith that he will make a way out of no way. Faith that you're going to see things in your life done under the will of God through Jesus that gives God the glory and you some well-needed blessing in your time of peace and in trouble because we want to maintain that communication with Jesus Christ when things are going good and when things are not going so good. Some of us uh, if we're, we're going to be honest, only talk to God when things are going bad. Uh, as a reminder, he is not your 911 system. However, he is 
and should be your first responder when things go bad. But you should be communicating in the same time when things are going good to pray that God is maintaining a watch over you and your, your life and your circumstances and pray that God helps you stay aware of what's going on here in the natural world to make sure that you are seeing everything that needs to be seen. So it's important to uh, lift your head up from that phone every now and then, look around and make sure that things are what they are as they seem. The problem is many of us want to be at God's table of one, as one of the adults and not as a receiver. We want to know that we're getting credit at a God level and not at a blessee level. We want to know that in all of our victories here on earth, that someone's gonna give us a little credit. Yes, we give God the glory. Yes, I praise God for this. But in the back of your mind, in, in those places you don't wanna talk about, you kinda want a little bit of credit with God. You don't wanna be forgotten. You don't want to um, ever think that everything you're doing is gonna be chalked up to God getting the glory, which is a little odd, to say the least. Um, I would be remiss if I had not given God everything. I am blessed because of what God has done for me, for my family, for my everything. I have no problem in doing that. God gets everything. I'm simply someone who tends to what he blesses me with. But it's all his, children, wife, everything. What about you? Is it the same for you, for your spouse, for your children, for your job, for your stuff and things? Something, something to think about there as we are going through this thing we call life because we can get lost in the sauce and thinking that we're doing it all. Well, we are not. It never were. When we realize the acknowledgement is nice, we also realize it's better when pointing to the cross as the reason we are where we are right now. When we realize that in the end, we will go out with the skin we came into this world with. Pointing to the cross will never be a problem or an issue in anything you say or anything you do. What did Job say? In the midst of everything that was going on with him, losing children, his uh, property, and all the things that happened that he lost in that great duel between God and Satan, that great bet we always talk about. What did he say? Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job got it. Job got it. It's just that simple. So, with that being said, if I can just cut away all the pride, if we can just cut away all this pride that we have in everything that we're doing, all the feelings of how I have to get some credit. That feeling alone is just, it's just devastating. To be empowered and to get some glory for what God has done, though I don't want to admit it, if I can just cut it away or at least have victory over it through Jesus Christ, we have victory over sin through accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. That way your no is definitely your no, and your rejection is definitely your rejection. If I can just trust in that, maybe we can all understand our relationship with Christ in regards to our faith and our walk with Jesus. Maybe we can all understand this a little bit better.
Wouldn't you agree? I would hope so. And when we do that, we can move forward and stop holding on to old trophies of the past, old hurts of the past that we think protect us from any future hurt. How many folks do you know do that? They just can't let it go. They think, you know, well, if I just hold on to it, that'll make me stronger. Oh, what a lie that is. That, that's, a, that's a huge lie right there. It makes you unhealthy. It makes you stressful. It makes you depressed. It makes you anxious. But it does not make you stronger. I hate to tell you that today. So if you're out there, it's time to let it go. Because there is something new on the horizon God has for you, but he can't give it to you because you're holding on to everything else that has happened to you 10, 20, 30 years ago. God said he has this new thing that he's going to do. What is that new thing? Let's, let's, let's look at it. Isaiah 43. It's a story of God's great provision and the way ahead. It's a reading of comfort and confidence. It's not a motivational speech, but God's promise in making a way for you and me. In making that way through, we get to verse 18 where he addresses something different. He says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. So we see right there, it's time to let some things go. We see that right there, that it's time to cut loose some things that you've had on your heart and on your mind, and it is time to let it go. He said, don't even remember it. Don't even consider it. This is God talking here. Verse 19, he says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. There's a lot to unpack there, so let's get started. With the first thing being, what happened then has no bearing on this new thing in your life that he is doing right now. What happened then has no bearing in this new thing in your life that he is doing right now. What happened has happened, and it's time to shift into a new gear. And for many of us, that is hard. Right now, someone is listening with a heart wound. You might have a mental wound. Better yet, it all might be part of your spiritual wound. But the question is not how you feel. The question is, who do you trust? Because that is where it's going to end when you make your answer to that question. Who do you trust? Do you trust your medium? Do you trust that motivational speaker on Facebook? Do you trust the sorcerer? Do you trust the tarot cards? Do you trust the astrology? Do you trust the alcohol? Do you trust the drugs? Do you trust that person you shouldn't even be with right now that's giving you counsel, but they are not of the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not share in the Holy Spirit. Who do you trust? Because who you trust is where your investment will be most definitely. If you trust the Lord Jesus, then you have to trust that he's going to mend those wounds to heal. The hardest thing for people to do in moving forward with God is to accept the fact that you may have to trust him in this new thing with unresolved conflict in that old thing. And you may have to let it go and stop considering it and let God deal with that. We don't let God deal with anything. We just kind of want God to be there, but we don't give anything to him. It's time to turn it over, stop thinking about it, stop considering it, because God is telling you here in the text, he has this new thing for you. Now, in context, he is talking about Jesus Christ, the coming of the Messiah. This is Isaiah speaking here. The prophet Isaiah is, is telling us what God is telling him, and he's written it down. This new thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
who will come and make the ultimate atonement, the ultimate sacrifice, to where no longer are the days of bringing the calf to the temple. No longer are the days we're having to do all those things to make atonement with God. He will do it as the angel told Mary. He will save his people from their sins. And you should be clapping and joyful and knowing that it's been taken care of. We are in response to what has already been done for us. What has happened to you back then has no bearing on this new thing in your life that he is doing now. Whatever this new thing is that God is doing for you right now, it is not connected to anything that has happened beforehand. Yes, he got you through it. Yes, he made a way for you, and I pray that you accepted it as such. But this new thing that he's doing is something totally different. And you have to treat it as something totally different, not connected to anything in that old thing. He has this new thing for you now that he's doing, and you should be excited and be encouraged. Be encouraged about that. Let's keep it moving. Nothing becomes new in God's kingdom without faith in motion. Nothing. You, the feet have to be moving. Something has to be said. Something has to be done. This is not, I have to do these things to get to heaven. Again, this is a responsive behavior to what's already been done. Because I have faith in Jesus, I'm going to apply for that job that a lot of folks think that I don't qualify for. Because I have this faith in Jesus, I'm going to go and apply for that loan to get this house that a lot of folks think I probably shouldn't do. But I feel like God has blessed me enough where I can do it. You're responding to what Christ has already done in your life, for your life, for your family, through stepping out in this thing we call faith and understanding that you're going to reach out into the supernatural area where God resides and communicate on a level that is relational and God's going to respond back with an answer on what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do it to get you to where you desire to be. That's relationship, people. That is relationship. God's word is responsive, proactive, reactive, all at the same time. And all three of those adjectives describe an action. Pro being responsive is faith in the feet. We got to be moving. Proactive is when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, please do it. And reactive is understanding God's response to whatever's going on in your life should be your response first, not last. Next, this new thing God is doing in your life is happening right now, and you need to be aware of what's going on around you. How many of your friends you know are five years down the road or 10 years behind you? We all have them. Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're so far in the future, you can't even concentrate on what's going on right here, right now. Maybe you're so far in the past, you can't see what God is doing for you right now. God is asking the question, do you not know it? This new thing is sprung forth, do you not know it? Do you see what God has done for your life right now? Do you see it? The text says, now it shall spring forth. It's happening right now. Do you not know that? That this new thing that God has for you in your life is occurring as we speak. But you've got to stop 
and slow down and look around you to see what it is. For many of you, it's a better circumstance of life, maybe a better family life, where once upon a time, you was the child that had the rough life. Now you're the parent blessing children with a new life. Maybe you were the child who had parents who didn't have a lot, who didn't have a lot of money. But now you're the one that's been financially blessed to bless your family as well as others. Maybe you had a parent that wasn't even there. Let's cut deep for a minute. Maybe you had a parent that wasn't even there. Maybe you had a parent that just was out there in La La Land and you saw them ever so often. But now you've gotten older. God has moved you into another season to where you're now the present day parent and you are actively engaged in your children's life, in your married life, and in your community. That's who you are now. You're not that kid sitting in the room waiting for mommy or daddy to get home. You're not that child sitting on the stoop waiting for your parents to unlock the door from work, praying that he get home before the streetlights come on. You're not that kid anymore because he has done something new right before your very eyes. That was then, this is now. It's not saying that any of that was, was justified. I'm not saying any of that was right, but the fact remains you are not there anymore. Look at what God is doing right now for you. You got a good marriage, you got a good job, you got cars in the lane you're paying for, might be paid for, got a nice house and a good neighborhood, your kids are going to good schools, they're doing great, they're not struggling on drugs. There's so many things going on for you right now that Satan is trying to blind you with your bitterness, that Satan is trying to blind you with your hurt and your malice and your negativity. Satan is trying to blind you with these things and he's trying to blind you in the future because sometimes he can use that future talk against you. You won't recognize no blessing that God is giving you right now because you're so worried about, well, in five months, I'm going to do this. And in eight months, I'm going to do this. And in 10 months, I'm going to do this. How about let's pause for the cause for a moment and let's recognize what God is doing right now in our life, right now in your life, in my life, in your church's life, in your neighborhood's life. Let's pause for the cause for a moment and see what God is doing right now around us. And let's take it in. And let's stay right here in the here and now because you don't know what you're gonna be at tomorrow, let alone the next hour. You could have a heart attack within minutes. Then what? All the planning, all the bitterness won't mean a thing when you can't move because you're gone from this earth. Or paralysis. What if you get a diagnosis that you're not ready for? Will it all mean anything? Probably not. Let's stay in the here and now, people. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying there's something wrong with planning. I'm not saying there's something wrong with visualizing. All I'm saying is let's keep first things first in that process. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to dumb down planning. We all plan. We have to plan our weeks out, even though they're not promised to us. It's something that we do just in case we wake up the next morning. Finally, we see that not only is God doing something new around you right now, he is making the impossible possible around you. I call them the impossible possibilities. These things that just happen that you just like, wow, I cannot explain it. I'm not going to even try. That's God moving in my life. Now, maybe someone out there who does not believe in God, you've been wondering what that was. That's God moving in a way that he's trying to get your attention. And I hope you take it as such. God is doing something new around you right now. 
He is making the impossible possible. The end of verse 19 says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What is he saying right there? He's adding on an extra side of blessing on what's already being done right now in your life. This is extra because it's the word even as in this is extra. So the new thing is not this. Look at that text again. Look at it again. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Now that's the new thing. All right. And then he says, I will even make a way. So now that, that's extra. That's, that's something different from the new thing. This is something totally different. What's the new thing? What's the extra thing? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What he's talking about here is that he's going to have the addition of pathways through places not known for pathways. And he's going to be going, making places where there should not be a pathway. This new thing that's occurring right now has the addition of pathways through places not known for having them outside of what we try to make. If you've gone, ever gone through the wilderness and you see a little walking path, someone is trying to make a walking path, you know, even though it's not the best, he's going to make one easily in a place where there should not be a walking path. And there are going to be opportunities in places where there should not be a pathway for opportunities to pass through. The impossible possibilities, people. This is what he's talking about. This is where we are. Maybe you're out there right now and you're praying for God to make a way for that wilderness, through that undiscovered country, through that area where you know danger lurks in that darkness, where there are things out there you are um, not educated in. He's going to make a pathway to it and through it. Maybe you are someone who is looking for a pathway in a place that, where there should not even be a pathway existing, let alone you don't even know how one could even be there. What did he say? Let's look at that text again. Rivers in the desert. He'll make rivers in the desert. We've all seen deserts on the internet and on the movies and may have, you might have even visited a desert. What would you do if you saw a river out there? Wouldn't it catch you off guard? Because in your mind, that's not supposed to be here. And that's how wild you're going to be in your life when God blesses you. Because you're going to say to yourself, that's not supposed to be here in my life. That's not supposed to occur in my life. Yet it is. Give God the glory. Give Jesus the praise for everything he has done and that he is going to do in your life. Be encouraged in this season that you're in right now. Let the stuff go. And let's take on this new thing that God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Let's truly take it on and let's get serious about this now because we got a whole other half of this year to go. Let, let the stuff earlier this year go. It happened. It is what it is. Uh, let's focus on what's going on in front of us. What's going on right now, right now in your life. For those who don't understand these words, begin with understanding what faith in Jesus looks like. For those that do, Let's crank back the clock when you were fearless. Let's crank back the clock when you truly dove into your Bible. 
and believed in the words that were said without any worry, without any hesitation. Let's get back there. Let's take it there. You have those things because you actually believed in God's word wholeheartedly. You had that zeal. You had that love. You had that fire for the Lord because you believed. But the world got in the way. Life got in the way. It got hard. You got scared. You got angry. All these things. Let's let them go. Because the world took them away or they made them harder to maintain. Or they made them harder to attain. Whatever the case is, whoever I'm talking to out there, this is for you. The time is now to enter into this new season and receive this new thing and observe this new thing God is doing in your life. This is a call for faith and a recall to the faithful to be stirred up again. Until next time, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And we will talk to you next week, God willing. And I pray again for all those dealing with the hurricane. Stay safe. We're praying for you. Take care.